Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. How you doing? It's Pete and Luke hey on the yo. Luke and Pete Show. Hey, yo, Monday. Number 61. We're nearly going to be at 69. What are we going to do on that episode, Luke? Touch each other. Well. With our mouths. That's def- yeah, that's it. That, yeah. <laughs> got, got there in the end, didn't we? Um, how have you been, Luke? You all right? Been okay, thank you. Yeah, not I'm, too bad. I was feeling very sleepy and I drank two, actually two coffees, one of which had three shots of uh, espresso in. Uh, but, and I still wow. felt very sleepy. But then I had a slice of cake. I bought you a cup little, of coffee earlier. As little well. birthday cake. Are you not including that? That that was one of my two coffees. So. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't put three shots in it. No, somebody no. else did. Right. At Starbucks, as I started to yawn there. How's your um, How's your weekend been, Peter? Been all right, mate. Uh, enjoyed a little bit of um, uh, a couple of birthdays. I've got a birthday, mm-hmm. and then a couple of people I know had a birthday, so it was all a big celebration. One of my friends is quite precious about his birthday. He thinks that oh, I hate that people should be really into it. I hate that now. I can't be dealing with that. People have like week long birthdays. That's almost a deal breaker for me when it comes to friendship. Crazy, isn't it? I can't be having it. One year one day a year I open my Facebook page so people can write on my wall, then I close it down. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise you find people messaging you going, Why well, can't I write on your wall? Is this is this something you don't like me or something? But yeah. I was just, you know, I just and the answer is almost always yes. Definitely. Um, I don't like people who make a fuss of their birthday in adulthood. I can't be dealing with that no. at all. No. Not for me. Um, last time always. around, we heard about your trip to the US and that horrific uh, Airbnb story, which could have been so spooky. I mean, it is the st- thinking about it now. It's the start of a um, you know a, a plodding middling horror movie, isn't it? Yeah, I got home really late. Um, everybody else stayed out, but I got home. And, oh, we went. Oh, we went to like a weird sort of. There was a talent show going on yeah. in like the middle of nowhere. And this town was so spooky and and and. Quiet. What was the town? Name and shame it. It was um, Abilene. Abilene. Oh, you said already, Abilene, yeah. Abilene. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it was really spooky and small. And um, we went to a talent show. It was like a kind of like a like a not a quite club, but like a like a you know like a, a Connie club. In like a, a, a really small town, like a conservative club. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a workman's club. Workman's club. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it was like uh, the entertainment was like uh, an MC and a karaoke competition, and there was only three or four entrants, mm-hmm. and the winner won a cruise. Didn't say where the cruise was. I I, I suspect it wasn't extensive. <laughs> no. But, um, but these uh, these people got up, and uh, you know, lovely people, you know, salt the earth. But it was just so weird to sort of walk in because you know we just weren't the sort of people you saw 
And, but the thing town. is, Pete, I've looked up Abilene, and there's like two hundred thousand people living there. Yeah. So it's not that, it's not like a one horse town, is it? It's very small, unless that's some sort of horse. It's very small. Yeah, no, but like the center of town. I mean, like it's oh, okay. And so, what was the highlight of the talent show? Uh, the highlight of the talent show was a man called Rocky, who looked a bit methy. If you have to, if I had to, <laughs> if I had to describe him in one word, um, he would. He sang um, a rousing rendition of I think Shine Down song, uh, and he had a very good voice. But um, yeah, it was great. Very <coughs> enjoyable. Do it like a Lone Star Lager. Lone Star Lager, delicious. America's um, beer game is very strong, and we've often said that on this show. In the, uh, didn't touch the craft deal most of the time because, because I was sat next to, um, I was sat next to one lad who went, um, to his friend or possibly boyfriend, I wasn't sure, but he basically went, Hey man, I'm just so glad that you love uh, beer as much as I do. I just like trying all kinds of different, uh, brews. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's but adorable. secretly you were thinking, I hate I, this man I because picked, I hate craft beer. I picked up a brick and chest of my own. Well, that's a gamble in that place. It's a gamble. It's a gamble in that it's part of the world. Are you making friends? Suds, it's nice. It's suds. nice. People call it suds quite a lot there. Yeah, do they? There was this guy. Um, That's nice. There was a guy in Austin. There was a guy in Austin, and he was clearly um, a homeless kind of, you know, man, um, definitely mentally ill. But he was um, kind of walking down the street in a crazy way, and I was like, "What's this guy up to? What's he going to do?" And he went over to um, a bit of like um, street furniture, like a bit of, um, you know, those little boards that um, stop people from going places. You know, the, the block off um, walkways, basically. Yeah. It's like two kind of orange things, and then there's a big plastic. Oh, of course. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I find that really hard to describe. I don't really know what it is. Barrier. Yeah, yeah a barrier. <laughs> a barrier. There is a word for it. There is a word for it somewhere, yeah. but like it's a very specific light plastic barrier. But anyway, I picked it up with two hands, and I was like, what's he going to He's going to start smashing stuff up. And then he just went to the front, in the middle of the um, street, and just started playing air guitar with it. That is nice. I thought, yes. What song? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It was air guitar. Damn. Damn. God damn um, it. I've been to Munich. I've been to Munich. Have you been to Munich? I've been to Munich um, on a unlovable stag do, and the uh, cars are all very... Uh, all the taxis are like... Not Jags. They're really nice. Mercedes. Yeah. All, all, is that all the taxi, takeaway from it, is it? All the taxis are Mercedes, and they drive like maniacs. The way I've said um, I've been to Munich there is like the that comedian, was it Groucho Marx, who said, I've, I've had a great night. I mean, this isn't it, but I have had a great night. <laughs> I, I have been to Munich recently. Um, and it was bloody hot. My goodness was it hot? me. How hot was it in Texas? Uh, it was quite hot. Austin was 27, 28. Yeah, so that's Munich was the Crazy. same. Crazy. Roughly about the same. And, um, it's a brilliant place. I, I really enjoyed the, the Victualen market, which is the nice big market there. And have you, have you, when you were in Munich, did you go to the English Garden? No, we oh, went to every what? stinking... But it was a stag do, wasn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. but the English Garden's got a massive beer garden in the middle of it. Oh. It's amazing. That rings a bell. Yeah, it's, I think I might have gone. It's one, one of the best yeah. parks I've ever been to. It's yeah. absolutely huge. It's so huge. I think it stretches to the next town along, <laughs> and uh, it, it's incredible. And we spent a lot of time there. It was great. A beautiful city. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's a great yeah, city. It, to was walk it, was wearing a dirndl? Is it a dirndl? Yeah, she got straight in there. Because okay. because in, in in Texas, I was thinking, what's to stop me buying some boots and walking around with jeans? About a thousand dollars. If you're saying like the ones, Very obviously. expensive. Yeah. Very well, expensive. that's the thing. So we Munich is obviously the home of Oktoberfest, although we were there in April. Um, but you can buy dirndls for the obviously for the women and lederhosen for the men. And Mimi bought a dirndl straight away. Why didn't you get involved with lederhosen? Well, I was about, I'm about to tell you. And and I am you know I don't want to blow my own trumpet, Pete. You know I'm not that kind of guy. Well, it'll be an umpar trumpet, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, but I thought I look quite good in lederhosen. It'll suit me. Yeah. Because I'm quite big and right. blonde, and um, it'll be like the sound of music or whatever. I know that's Austria, but you get my point. Um, You'd look like a villager in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. 
bit like uh, Augustus Gloop. <laughs> uh, what's the cheapest lederhosen you reckon I could find? How much? Oh, uh, it's probably really... Yeah, but like, it's like going to Edinburgh and buy a kilt. That was really stupid. 200 expensive. euros. Gee. Well... Uh, I know you you buy two of them probably. I buy two of them, mate. But it's for one day. I'm never going to wear it any other time. Why not? Could, could, could wear it into the office, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I've missed a trick there. I didn't buy any. But it was a great time. We had a lovely, lovely, uh, lovely time. There's a really particular, a particular highlight just while I'm on the subject. In the English Garden, they've got this man-made uh, river where they've put all these different um, features in it. And so it's got um, fast enough flow so you can actually surf on it. Mm. And people surf on it. They That's surf bad, on the it? river and you can, on the bridge right next to it, you can watch people surfing and everyone queues up in their wetsuits with their surfboards and they drop in off the riverbank <laughs> and they surf as long as they can. Yeah. And then once they come off, the river's really fast flowing, obviously. They eventually climb out again and walk all the way back up and do it again. That's cool. It's really cool. That would be a really controlled way to learn how to surf. And, and that's exactly right. And so further down the river where it's, it's less quick, the flow, people mm. who aren't as good start to learn and they build their way up right to the top where it's really, really fierce. I've always wanted to be... Because um, you're miles away from the sea, I mean, it really. Yeah, my, oh, hugely. I, I want to be one of those people that are on uh, an advert for a cruise that's got one of those virtual kind of like surfing bits. Oh, I've done one of those virtual surfing bits at, um, at a water park in the US. Mm. I was awful. It's really, really hard surfing. Massively. I've only ever bodyboarded because that's easy. It's up there with snooker for um, things that look really easy but are dreadfully hard. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so that was a good time. Um, I promised people on Thursday, Peter Duncan, Bannertine update. Mm, I mean... I'm the only one enthusiastic about it. I've had no emails about it. No. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pressing good on. Point. Um, Duncan Bannertine, um, Egg Den is still in pre-production. Might be a few changes to the format. Yeah. But Duncan is considering suing Facebook. This week in Duncan Bannertine news, this week he's considering suing Facebook for scam. How, how's that going to go? Yeah, exactly. Well, he's quite wealthy, Bannertine. Not as wealthy as Facebook. Well, you wait till I tell you who he's teaming up with to right. do it. For uh, for Facebook, apparently, for, for, for uh, scam ads purporting to be in association with him about making money. He might uh. team up with Martin Lewis, moneysavingexpert.com, bought out for Martin hundreds of millions. Martin Lewis. Martin Lewis, uh, to sue the social media platform. So I'll keep you posted. So shouldn't he be suing the people who put the adverts out? I think it's Facebook for enabling it, allowing it to happen. Enabling it. Yeah. I grow up, Duncan. Uh, <laughs> what don't you like about Duncan Bannerton? Let's flip it on you. What I a just, man. Well, I don't know enough about him. Um, there's a great clip of... I was, I was watching this morning. Uh, there's a great clip of Alan Sugar about, and it's basically him... Sort of saying, we might be the market leaders in, uh, oh, I've just, I, I think that might be a good Alan Sugar. Go we, on. Hang on, I've lost it again. Hi, I'm Alan Sugar, and no. we've got computers all over Europe. He doesn't speak like that. He speaks like a East Ender. He's got a, he's got a Cockney accent. Not back then. He had a posh accent. He talks like that. I might say, listen, listen, it was a total shambles. It was a load of old toot. All right, okay. You're fired. I don't think he's that with, gruff. With regret, Hello, fired. Hello, I'm Alan Sugar, and I sell computers all around Europe. Now, the thing is, we have to sell computers in very different ways in very different countries, and this is like pre-EU. And it was basically... But he drops his T's a bit more, though. Do it again. Yeah. Computer. <laughs> I've got to say, computer in a different way everywhere. In Spain, Germany, and France. <laughs> You now just sound like you can't hear properly. You can't um, hear what you're saying. And, yeah. uh, and uh, well, let's stop that then. Um, yeah. And it, it was basically a pro EU 
uh, pro common market um, advert back in the day from Alan Sugar. I don't know what his feelings are about. I'm about it to now. say, is Lord Sugar? He's, I think he must be pro EU now. Is he? He must be a Remainer. A Ramona. A, Ram- Oi, a Ramona, mate. Am I right? Go, 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 are you Googling, um, is Alan Sugar a Ramona? I've just typed in Alan Sugar Ramona. Right. Okay. Lord Sugar says Boris Johnson and Michael Grove should be in prison over Brexit lies. Fair dues. I think he's made his feelings quite clear, I Pete. think. I th- is there not a case for that? <laughs> is there not a case for just... Are you allowed to deceive the public in such a way that it's just bullshit? Now you're all about lawsuits. Oh, Big Duncan wants to sue Facebook. You don't want to know. No. No, you want to as as, team as, up with Shugsy. As long as he, <laughs> Shug Knight. As long as he doesn't, <laughs> as long as he doesn't um, 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 sue us, I don't care. Who was the other one I was going to sue us earlier on? Uh, sue us? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, who's famously to Edmunds? Oh, yeah, Edmunds. It's always Edmunds. All roads lead to Edmunds. I want to hit him with a stick. Right, before we go to emails, Peter, it's that time where you need to prepare your buttons because we are going to have a bloody big ad break. All right. Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. I mean, I want to hit him. I'm not saying that I will hit him. No, I'm not a threat. Well, you sort of did say that. You said hands and face is what you said. I said I'd Um, like to do that. I'd like to... um, We've got a few emails here, Pete, centred around um, school embarrassment. School's out for summer. There's three. At the end of the pieces of paper I, I printed out for you, um, I think we should work through them because they're all excellent, in my opinion. They're all excellent. So right, why don't okay, you go so first? at the back? Yeah, they should be right at the back. First one's on by it. Paul, second one by Damien, and the third one by Dave. Is this embarrassing yourself at school? Yeah, mostly, mostly yeah. All right, so the first one's by Paul. Yeah, why don't I go first while you're sorting yourself out? This one's from Paul. All right, Paul. It says, hi, chaps. Before telling you how I embarrassed myself, a bit of context is needed. I'm from a rough area of Stockport just outside of Manchester. Where the hat museum is! And... When I was young, almost every conversation was about fighting in some way. I'm a non-threatening man, good for you, but I was even softer as a kid and often referred to as a squealer due to my tendency to cry whenever there was a confrontation. Fuck me, that's hot. Fast forward... (laughs) Fast forward to year 10, so for those not listening from the UK, it's about 14, 15, Uh, and I'm outside the music room talking to a girl that I liked. She was a year younger and clearly thought I was pretty cool because I played guitar and had long hair. A year seven lad runs behind me with his mates and throws something small at me before calling me a mosher. Which was quite a 90s insult for, for someone who liked long, like heavy metal music and had long mosher, hair. Mosher, greebor. Yeah. Um, wanting to prove that I could actually be a tough guy, as well as the sensitive musician type, I decided to stand up to him. What, the year seven? Yeah, that's hard. Um, I said, you better fuck off or I'll hit you, came my response, with probably a dozen people looking on. I decided this sounded pretty lame, so with a red face and shaky voice, I added, with a pole. (laughs) Why did he add with a pole? You better fuck off or I'll hit you with a pole. (laughs) Everybody fell about laughing, including the guy I was trying to threaten. I walked away and skipped the next lesson because I couldn't handle the scrutiny. Scrutiny. (laughs) Mother, it's too much scrutiny. Scrutiny. Uh, I can still feel the shame of it physically. Much love, Paul. I mean, it says something cooler than Paul. With a pole. It's like, you and, it's like you and Edmunds. Crossbow. You can't say I'll hit you with it. Uh, hit with a stick. There's a really funny bit in the thick of it with Julius Nicholson, who's this sort of posh lord, um, and, he's, and he's funny. And, and uh, everything he says is very sort of plums in the mouth, typical upper middle class or upper class, really, uh, posho born to rule and born to lead and all that kind of mm. stuff. Uh, I don't know if you remember people, there's a really bit, uh, 
there's a sort of fierce altercation between him and Malcolm Tucker. And uh, he was a, a die-in-the-wall um, Scottish, gruff Scotsman, obviously. And um, Malcolm Tucker threatens him. And Julius Nicholson just says, Malcolm, I will strike you. <laughs> Say that. I will strike you. I will strike you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Damien from Leeds. Morning, gentlemen. I'm sat typing this on my laptop while my uh, TV uh, is blaring away in the background, uh, whose remote control is powered by some pound shop Kodak batteries. Kodak, known for their camera equipment, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty ubiquitous. You see them every now and again. They've diversified. Right, hello. Uh, I've just finished listening to the next episode and I thought I'd answer your call for times. We have embarrassed ourselves at school. My story may, or may not be suitable for the podcast, but will probably be uh, needed to uh, accompanied by uh, a uh, not safe for work uh, warning if read out. So this is not safe for work. But people are going to be listening in headphones, right? Luke and Pete Knights. Knights. Nights. I cannot remember my exact age, but I was in middle school, so somewhere between 9 and 12. After a PE lesson, myself and the rest of the boys in my class were in the changing room. As boys of that age are often want to do, we started talking about sex as if we'd had the, even the slightest exposure beyond holding hands at a school disco. In an attempt to be the proverbial big man, I asked of the wider group, have you ever had a wank? One of my friends responded that, yeah, he had, uh, which led to my next question, once, which, once, one which has haunted me uh, for a few subsequent years. Oh, yeah, who with? I don't have many clear memories of my childhood, as my memory was and still is appalling, but I'm confident that uh, one of my classmates bursting into simultaneous laughter will remain tattooed onto my brain forever. <laughs> Thank you, Demi Feliz. I would say that's a good comeback. Yeah. Who with? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it, unfortunately, they don't understand what they're talking about. No, exactly. Yeah. Who um, with? I've got, Pete, can I just... Something that's sort of just blown me absolutely sideways right. and I, I really feel like I need to mention it to you I've just received an email about Duncan Bannatyne while we're recording the show this is not an up to the minute Duncan <laughs> Bannatyne update show alright Duncan Ramble what's going on what, what, what have you this got this is from Dan in Kuala Lumpur right. he emailed it in 24 minutes ago and I've just noticed it he said listen from the beginning hang on what time is it in Kale I don't know 24 he, he must be ahead it must be six, seven hours what ahead. What time is it in Kuala Lumpur? The time in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia is 23.43. It's quarter to 12, that's fine. At night? Yeah. He says, listen from the beginning, but first time emailer. Um, batteries, bog standard Panasonic. Uh, I know I'm very out of date with this, but just thought I'd weigh in with a Duncan Bannatyne story. Whoa. You got a Duncan Bannatyne jingle or something there you want to use, probably? Uh, Duncan Bannatyne. No. No, none of that. No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, my aunt and uncle got married a few years ago at one of Mr. Bannatyne's hotel and spas. They had a great day planned and all was running smoothly. Then, around 7pm, food stopped coming out of the kitchen, half the service staff disappeared, and an area we were previously going to occupy was shut off. <laughs> this obviously caused a bit of angst and confusion from various people involved and some investigation took place. The reason for all this happening was eventually found in the dining room where the great man himself had turned up with ten friends unannounced and were having a massive meal with the throng of waiting staff around them. Ever since then, I can't stand the man. Co-opted by Bannatine. Annexed. I thought it might be a story where they double booked. What, with Duncan, but Duncan himself well, Duncan involved? Himself. DB. What, more, what more could you want from DB? Um, we got another school. That was, a, I think, that was a worthy distraction. I think it was a yeah, worthy inter- news, interjection. Thank you, from Kel. A Duncan Bantine story from the coalface. Yes, please. <laughs> um, 
Right, this is the, this is the final uh, embarrassment story, school embarrassment story. Okay. Um, from Dave from Oxford. Hello, Luke and Pete. Prompted by the episode 57 story from Robbie about embarrassing stories from school, I think that might have been the famous insect day. Do you remember? Insect slash insect. Yeah, when he yeah. confused insect day with insect day. He says, I thought, uh, Dave says, I thought I'd write in with one that immediately sprang to mind. Much like the story about misunderstanding insect, oh, it is, insect and insect days, I too experienced announcing something uh, confidently in front of the class and ending up looking like a right mug. The scene was my year six history class. We're talking 10, 11 years old. Um, and as we were sat in alphabetical order rather than with your mates, I was next to my first crush. Yes! Yes! Nothing more exciting. As a shy 11-year-old with absolutely no idea how to make the most of this opportunity to impress her, I had in my mind uh, that I would dazzle her with my intelligence while the teacher was teaching us about Nazi Germany. I mean... Difficult ground. I mean, in, tw- in 2018... Difficult ground. Nobody no. wants to... This is year nobody, six, mate. This is probably about 15 years ago. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying in 2018, you don't want to be doing that kind no, of thing. It's not, it's not an area ripe for impressing. It just means you've been on 4chan too long. Unless you're in a very specific uh, in- company. Mm. Um, when asked how we would react if we had to live in such a time ourselves, I decided to pipe up with the long, impassioned monologue about how I'd seen a documentary once about the topic, which included an interview with a German man who had a full Nazi parade passed by his first floor apartment in the mid-1930s and always regretted that he didn't take the opportunity to save millions of lives later by bombing Hitler's car as he went past waving up at the crowds. He's got a bomb in hand. On reflection, quite how the logistics of this would work, I'm unsure, but it stuck in my mind as a fascinating anecdote to tell my class, including the girl next to me. The only problem with this was that I'd somehow failed to consider... That as watching Nazi documentaries wasn't my usual choice of TV viewing, the only place I could have possibly seen this was in the previous week's history class. Oh. Cue the whole class pissing themselves laughing as my teacher let me continue this ridiculously unoriginal discussion point right to the end before reminding me where I'd seen it while thanking me for my efforts. As I turned bright red with the embarrassment sinking in, I couldn't bring myself to look to my left to see how the girl reacted. It's safe to assume she probably thought I was a right dick. (laughs) She She probably still does. (laughs) <laughs> all in all, I think the key lesson to learn from this is that trying to impress girls with historical knowledge is clearly not the way to go, and you're better off keeping your mouth shut in school. I should have kept this in mind during my teenage years, actually, as I went on to do a history degree and can confirm it does no impress the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's very enjoyable. You must have, Pete, you must have embarrassed yourself in front of a couple of ladies at school back in the day. Uh, no, I remember getting my best laugh uh, when I was eight... Uh, in, in in primary school, Eight he's never he's never been beaten. Never been beaten. Thirty years ago, what did you say? Uh, the teacher said something about me, and I went, "It's probably because I'm so muscular." And the whole class laughed and laughed and laughed like drains. And they're laughing at you there, though, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Were you actually muscular then? It would be weird to say yes, wouldn't it? You're quite I'm muscular muscu- now. A muscular eight-year-old. It's good. It's good, isn't it? It's yeah, it's good. It's good. Nice. Um, have you got any more emails, Peter? Give us, oh. give us one or two, mate. Right, for goodness' more, sake. One more. All right, one more. I'm doing one all more. the heavy lifting. I'm doing all the heavy lifting here. One more. I'm gonna take it chewing gum out. Have you had chewing gum in the whole time? I did. I needed something to perk me up. I wouldn't even notice. Bad travels and a toad. This is the title of this one. Oh, I like this one. I like this one. Hi guys, my name. Is Harry. As is tradition, I must tell you that this is my first time emailing in. I'm a long-term listener to The Ramble. What is that podcast? Never heard of it. And I've uh, recently st- started listening to this one. Uh, this doesn't necessarily pertain to anything you've previously spoken about on the show, but I just wanted to ask you and your listeners about the most stressful day of travelling they've ever experienced. Oh, I had one. Do you want one from me? All right. I was delayed by 25 hours 
coming back from Poland by EasyJet, which meant I had to spend a night in a hotel in the middle of nowhere in a smoking room with no money and no food, and I was massively depressed because it was the end of a stag weekend. Oh, that was bad. Dear. You must have you must have a couple. Um, whenever there's been problems like that, it's just always like I always find it harder to get back from like Manchester or yeah. Liverpool. You have those than times it is to get to. You have those planes, trains, and automobiles type moments where you feel like you're not getting anywhere. Yeah, and you just feel like, well, I, I live here now. I can't get anywhere. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to buy a tent. <laughs> um, four years ago, I spent four years. Uh, sorry, uh, four years ago, I spent four months in Hazy View on the outskirts of the Kruger National Park uh, in South Africa as part of my gap year. Do we go to the Kruger National Park? We didn't go there because we it was it took us, we were working and then it took us too mm. long. To, it would have taken us too long to get there. Um, anyway, the day I want to talk about is oh, my one ju- of us was eaten by a hippo. I meant so. <laughs> uh, the day I want to talk about is my journey home. It started with a flight from uh, Mapul uh, Malanga. Good effort. Mpumalanga. Good effort. International airport. Incidentally, the only airport I've ever been to that has a thatched roof, where my flight to Johannesburg was delayed by some of South Africa's delightful wildlife deciding to hang around on the runway. That's excellent. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, South Africa allows people to stay on a tourist visa for 90 days, and I'd managed to overstay this by about 25. As I went through security in Johannesburg, this obviously came up on their system as they checked my passport. So I was escorted from the passport checking desk to an interviewing room where I had my passport and boarding passes confiscated and was taught to sit down and was locked in on my own about 20 minutes past two men returned one carrying my suitcase and another a photocopy of my passport which he pinned to a cockboard covered in uh, what I can only presume various other fugitives and suspects passport copies were pinned all very sinister the two men questioned me on why I was in South Africa what I'd been up to and why I'd overstayed my visit um, I feigned stupidity and claimed ignorance I then received what I would call the most thorough pat down search I've ever received and they somewhat haphazardly and not very thoroughly looked through my suitcase handed me a uh, 10,000 round, uh, rand fine that they said I'd have to pay at the South American uh, a South African embassy if I wish to return to the country and set me on my way. That's about 500 quid, I think. What? That's pricey, isn't it? It's big. Uh, it's big. The next 10 to 12 hours passed with little to no issue. Uh, flying to Heathrow via Amsterdam, landing on time, getting through customs, retrieving my suitcase and finding my mother at arrivals who'd driven early that morning from West Wales to pick me up for 9.30am. We arrived home after a five-hour drive and my mum understandably tired as she'd been on the go from about 3.30am and done about 10 hours driving. She went back to bed as did I. About an hour later, I wanted to have a shower, so opened up my suitcase to find my toiletries. This is where the real stress starts. Because at the moment, it feels like so far so normal, to be mm. honest. I'm not sure if this is something that affects all of South Africa, but in the particular region I spent my time, there was what I'd almost want to label a plague of toads. A plague on your house, plague sir. plague on your house, sir. Uh, you hear stories of people travelling and finding all manner of uh, nasty, creepy crawlies and dangerous creatures in their shoes or under toilet seats. While I did uh, encounter a puff adder, a cobra and a scorpion on my travels out there, I couldn't go two days without trying to put my shoes on and finding a cold, rubbery mask stopping my feet or uh, going into the shower in the morning and having a toad in each corner. After about a month, I wised up to this and started putting all my clothes and shoes on shelves and keeping everything a toad might want to hide in above ground level. Uh, And when it came to the week before I flew home, I kept everything I owned off the ground to avoid accidentally smuggling in one of these admittedly cute but rather irritating amphibians home. It didn't work. Uh, I uh, (laughs) opened my uh, suitcase and staring up at me was a small brown toad. 
My mind groggy from fatigue takes a good two minutes to uh, figure out what's going on. And I only came to my senses as it hopped out my bag and under my bookcase. Dozens of questions were running through my mind. How did it get in here? There was about 24 hours from me closing my case to opening it. How on earth did it survive being in the hold of three separate flights, accumulating about 14 hours of flying, intermittently being thrown around airports, followed by a five-hour drive home? How on earth did the bloke who searched my case not find it or any of the systems at my airport uh, that I went through? Um, what would have happened had they found it and how much trouble would I have been in? And most pressingly, what the fuck am I going to do with a, with a frog? Yeah, it's um, a toad. And toad. It's, it's probably an invasive species, Peter, as well. Probably, yeah. It might take over all of our toady frog frogs. Dangerous. I might, might kill the grey squirrels. I can't grey just... squirrels. I can't just... Re- uh, I can't just release it into the wild, of course. That's very illegal. I can't keep it either. I've got no idea to look after a toad. I should probably kill it, but I'd come to be quite fond of these toads, and it seemed churlish to kill a toad that survived that journey. After a lot explain- of toads in that sentence. After explaining the situation um, to uh, a now very grumpy and exhausted mother, she helped me capture in a protein shake bottle said toad and uh, we uh, tried to figure out what to do while she dripped water on the toad to keep it from drying out I made some phone calls I first called the RSPCA who uh, told me to ring my local vet I called two closest vets they both told us to call the RSPCA at a loss I took to the uh, yellow pages and uh, basically I called them and um, I I got a number for both animalarium I explained the situation uh, and it turned out that they had an amphibian section and they were happy to help me out and take the toads off my hands or the toad off my hands. <laughs> After another hour's drive, we pull up and I walk in and I go to the reception desk with my toad in its bottle when I was greeted with, oh, are you the toad guy? I took a seat and was shortly greeted by uh, by Both's amphibian expert. I handed the toad over. He explained it was a very good job. I decided against keeping the toad. It turns out it was a lady toad. And not only that, she was apparently pregnant. Wow. I could have a load of old toad spawn in my suitcase had I left her in there very much longer. I left her in the expert but it's capable hands to go through quarantine with a view to have uh, t- to her having her own tank as an attraction at the zoo. I've never returned to both Animalarium uh, since, and I have no idea whether the toad or her offspring survived this quarantine, but I would quite like to know, or on the off chance, any of your listeners know what happened to her. Keep up the good work, Harry the Toad Guy. So, if you've been to both Animalarium... A controversial uh, Let us know if there's brown toads left, right and centre. A lot of toads in that email. Getting up in people's grill. Get in touch with us on the hello at lukeandpeteshow.com and Mm. and tell us how many times the word toad was mentioned in that email. How many... Do you remember Toadfish from uh, Neighbours? I do, yeah. He had a brother called Stonefish. Stonefish. Um, Apparently, Borth Wild Animal Kingdom, as it's now known, um, are banned from keeping Category 1 dangerous animals, including large cats. Can't be trusted. After they accidentally killed a lynx. You ca- How did they kill a lynx? Asphyxiated it by accident, apparently. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, You're getting a chokehold? And a capybara once escaped from there. There's loads of videos online of capybaras just getting on with shit. Um, there was a lovely Twitter um, thread of capybaras, just um, people like animals climbing on them, um, them just chilling out. They're very sedate um, like animals who just go along with anything. That's what you'd expect from the world's largest rodent. Yeah, I know, but you'd think they'd be a bit more flighty, but they're just like, oh, I don't care, I'm massive, I'm big, big weird nose and thing. Um, did you once? Uh, haven't you spent some time with capybara in your the we zoo? Had them, the, yeah, we had them in the zoo. They would do it. I did have a lot of fondness for them. Did you, did you were you allowed in the enclosure when you did pet them and stuff? Um, I think I struck one once. Yeah. What? Well, so I can imagine that the the fur to be quite wiry and sort of almost yeah, greasy feeling, fibrous. Yeah, like straw or hair. Good. Well, listen. I think that's wow. The, that's the best place to stop um, yeah. talking about toads and capybara. Stop talking about toads, you idiots. Any uh, before we go. Um, 
uh, get out of here till till Thursday. Any uh, Stuart Donson update? Have you spoken to him since you've been back? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's all I got. Uh, he took me out to see Isle of Dogs. They didn't enjoy it, but their misery guts. Why didn't they like so, it? I don't know. You really enjoyed it, didn't you? Because they're pricks. Didn't you really enjoy well, it? Uh, yeah, I did. And you're no closer to going on holiday with your dad? No. Shame. He's, uh, he's just... Silly Billy. Yeah. Oh, and I know he likes to get up at one in the morning and watch box sets. I've just finished watching Gamora. Brilliant. Are you finished the whole thing? Brilliant. I'm still, I've still got the last one, the first. Oh, the ending is episode. The ending of season three, mad. They are making the season four, though, so we'll see what happens. Oh, there's only three series. Oh, I might get involved. I might get back involved then. But the problem is it's subtitled, so you've really got to commit. You can't have it on the background. I've got to interview Clive Owen. He's doing a show on Sky. All right. Got to interview Bastille and... Oh, my God, I've got to interview Bastille. They, they, one of them listens to... Um, the Football you know, Ramble. Football Ramble, don't they? What's Clive Owen in next, then? I'm to give him a shout. What? What's Clive Owen doing next? He's just got some kind of Sky series. They sent me a link, I think, but I think I think it went in my spam folder. So, basically, the interview is going to be me talking to Clive Owen about a spam folder and if he's ever lost an important email in a spam folder. Why not? Let's find out what he says. Exactly. Let's get out of here. If you want to say hello, as always, uh, it's really simple. Just go to um, your email device <laughs> and type in uh, short, no, hello at lukeandpeachshow.com. Hello at lukeandpeachshow.com is the destination. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday. It's as simple as that. Keep it locked. Leave us a review on iTunes and uh, tell all your pals. Don't say keep it locked. What's wrong with keep it locked? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.